five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually, as always, by the returning a whole year older on the Omni Strife and back again this week, Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm back and I can feel it in my back for being older. That's what happens yeah, when I'm back older. and yeah, yeah, it does. in the Overwatch 2 beta as we speak. Oh, yeah. Okay. You paid oh, for yeah. it though, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I watched point back yeah, yeah. that. I mean, you might have <laughs> you might have gotten in without paying for it for all we know, but we know yes, you paid yeah. for it. So. Like we're we're paying as we play Overwatch anyways, right? Figuratively speaking. You know, with, <laughs> with it. speaking. <laughs> with, with like what? Blood, sweat, and tears? Yeah, or? pretty much, right? For for years Could now you? it's been, you know, the case. So might as well. Could you imagine might as well Overwatch? in a world like i mean i don't know i'm older maybe maybe by then the arcade cabinet at the local 7-eleven wasn't a thing by the time you guys were old enough to pop quarters into them no no but, it's been it's been a thing i, I was a, a a wee little lad but uh, i remember those i uh, i just you know thinking back to the days of like street fighter 2 when it mm. showed up and i think i put 20 dollars or quarters into it one oh, afternoon my and my parents were livid <laughs> those microtransactions because, like, that yeah exactly the right they were microtransactions, of, microtransactions. <laughs> of the of the og yeah it was my like newspaper paycheck and i put oh and, and remember those um those uh cards i don't know what they're called like the little tickets that you would collect and you oh, have like, like to collect like a thousand for something crappy that would normally cost you, like yeah something like that like a pencil or an eraser or something like that no, those were <laughs> were uh Pretty yeah, the eraser smelled like strawberry. Predatory uh, practices, if you ask me. Probably Bobby Kotick was behind it. Something I'd say I'm, so. I'm not really sure how, but probably. So okay, if were Carnival like Midway Games the original microtransaction, <laughs> and and then we got the arcade boxes, the local Sev, and then I mean the world of microtransactions in Diablo. I wasn't around back then, but you have to imagine there was probably quite the uproar that kids were going to these places and spending all their all their laundry change <laughs> laundry change right. okay first of all <laughs> you presume that kids were actually uh, doing yeah. laundry two that they would pay to do the laundry themselves and they carried change for the explicit purpose of doing laundry i mean if you gave kids change to do laundry that did not actually mean the laundry. Got no, done. because they're wasting them at the arcades, right? That's my point. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're completely like off the rails here. And if you're waiting for some Overwatch League action, I'm sorry. We won't get this to is a laundry a cast now. <laughs> but I'm now thinking I used to go and hang out at the Sev for like a couple of hours. Sometimes me and some friends, all of us, you know, miscreants hanging out there, loitering, playing arcade games. And I think the arcade box was the exact opposite side inside the store of the no loitering sign outside of the store on the wall in the parking lot. So I guess loitering inside a okay loitering outside that's when the five O get called. Yeah, well, you can't can't spend money from the outside, right? That's true. True. <laughs> yeah, you know, you bought your whatever the Serpies cost at the time. I think it was like 
59 cents. That's the life. (laughs) Well, I like, I remember 99 cents. You'd get a, you know, a decent sized Slurpee. Now is what's a small going for like a buck some. It's been a while since I've been to a Sev for a Slurpee. On the weekend, but it's just, you know, you don't even pay attention anymore. It just happens. Yeah. The days of old back when a dime was, you know, worth a quarter. (laughs) But uh, speaking of days of old, um, I mean, the Toronto Defiant have figured things out and arguably the Vancouver Titans are figuring things out. Yeah. Um, So maybe days of old are Uh, going to be old. Yeah. On on the, this note of days of old, I, I I refer to them as the sins of the fathers or visited upon the children or the sins of, of the flubby and the, (laughs) 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 unfortunately now it looks a little bit better, but that schedule is just brutal. And, and the, the opportunities that were had in the first stage, you know, playing some of the teams that, Vancouver we're playing are long gone and yeah. uh with Toronto it does look good albeit like we'll get to the game but these were uh two four and four teams and uh yeah Toronto looked a little bit better and hopefully that trend continues and yeah it's been it's been at least it's been entertaining for for, for both teams which wasn't the case before so I'm happy there's uh certainly an improvement of, of quality of matches mm-hmm. And uh, we'll also obviously get into the rest of the Overwatch League. What's going on? Um, Boston has an uprising of themselves. <laughs> uh, you've got the Overwatch 2 beta live. Um, and if you happen to have some deep pockets, you yourself can get <laughs> deep pockets. Yeah. That's lots of Slurpees. <laughs> lots of Slurpees. Slurp some of that Overwatch in, too. in current dollars, that might just be two Slurpees. <laughs> oh. But po- deep pockets nonetheless. Anyhow, let's uh, start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So getting things underway last uh, weekend or this past weekend uh, for our two Canadian teams was the uh, Vancouver Titans. And um, I, I, I mean, I, I have short-term memory loss here, so maybe I'm, you know, thinking incorrectly, but I'm pretty confident that I had the Vancouver Titans uh, not even putting up much of a fight uh, against the Outlaws. So if I look at the score, which was not flattering, uh, 3-1 for for Atlanta, I think it would be fair to say that Chris was bang on. However, (laughs) Vancouver kind of looked in it to win it, which since that kickoff match against Boston – hasn't been a thing no yeah I, I would have said the week before when they played the gladiators they looked i don't know about in it to win it but they looked like they were probably putting in a lot more effort than they had with an expectation mm-hmm. that you know they probably weren't going to stand much of a chance um so i was pleasantly surprised to see that they approached this match probably in a similar manner and uh don't think it was terrible yeah I think they're also kind of went into a speed run mode in terms of figuring out who does what, mm-hmm. which was not the case a lot of the time in the 
previous stage, it looked like they're just shuffling things and not really figuring out. And sadly, that the case was that their first match was probably their best one, and everything kind of went uh, worse and worse from then. And and here we're looking, people uh, are going into their slots properly. I think with their you know play, placing of mirror on on that tank spot mm-hmm. more often, yeah. and and looking at aspire being able to do what he's been doing on the tracer has been quite a you know quite a pleasant surprise and i think not only us uh biased uh, um i'm sorry unbiased uh podcasters up here from canada but <laughs> i i think across the board people are are happy for vancouver and that's nice and are, are seeing uh some improvements because unfortunately like we said in terms of um aspirations notice the pun there of getting <laughs> into the playoffs it's it's kind of impossible at this point uh so we, well you can just you know it's not kind of impossible it's the the titans were yeah. officially eliminated from the mid-season madness yeah tournament the, that one is two weeks ago that's true that's true right and, yet, and, then, and that's that's just the way the format of the mid-season madness and tournament is. It's, it, they kind of cultivated this identity, at least, uh, especially on on maps like push maps. It seems to be like their bread and butter now, with with going all mm-hmm. in. And and when you play like from from Vancouver's point of view, like you've got nothing to lose anyway. So yep. uh, and with probably DP coming in and setting a new tone and a new system, it looks good. Like we saw Shockwave beginning on the Sombra in this uh, map, and which was a head scratcher for me when it started, but. It actually worked, and then Mirror looked amazing on the Doomfist. Uh, and Aspire had one of the best yeah, performances I've ever seen on a Tracer, that kid. And then, you know, Venom, he's nothing to be scoffed at on, on, on the Tracer. I remember also noticing how Aspire outplayed uh, um, Striker on, on the, the Tracer. I'm like, this guy, he's he's doing these performances on this hero which are like top tier, like a uh, top three tracer in the league for sure. He's not backing down. <laughs> there was a moment, I, I think it was the second game where where he smacked the daylight of the opponent tracer. You could see him on the on the face cam. He's like, oh, doing this <laughs> stinky face of like how disgustingly amazing that play was. The guy was styling. It was really playing well. And they just they were they were the better team and 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 Atlanta are not just like any team, no. especially in this meta where, where Kai, Kai gets to play on the Sojourn on, on you know on that theme of a uh, top three uh, player on a hero. His Sojourn is like something else really, and it was a really nice map to to uh, to watch. Yep. Yep. I um. I mean, just back to your comment about push. I feel that push is this iteration of the Titans equivalent to two CP. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about last season and even a little bit, you know, in the, since the reckoning, the one map that they were good to get a win was off in control, but the map mm-hmm. that they could go and look very competitive on was two CP ha- hybrid and escort. It was just a crapshoot, and it just never really worked out. I'm not obviously suggesting Things don't change under Depay, but if there has been something that we have seen, if there was an opportunity for this team to show, push has been it. And I think it 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 speaks to the way that this team does play and the fact that they can sort of go out with wild abandon, but it also backfires. 
And I feel that the Depay version of this team has played much more controlled in their approach. Like I'm trying to think, um, was it the shock match where we saw the, the Titans essentially carrying their own. And it was, I think it was a shock match. And then suddenly you see the Hanzo switch and next thing, you no know, Titans are getting spawn yeah. camped like teams adjust and the Titans fell apart. I don't think we've seen this sort of fall apart since Depay has come, but they're still, are they good enough? Think, yeah, they're still, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, to, to touch on what you're kind of getting at there. I think that was something that uh, we had kind of talked about last week was it seemed like there was no more, or maybe simply it's no longer acceptable to give up. You know, it's no longer acceptable Mm -hmm. to approach things from an attitude of Mm -hmm. you're down by two, we're boomed, you know, because that is what we saw. We saw almost every match was Mm -hmm. Vancouver going into map three down three O or you know, in some cases two one and it seemed like, okay, well, we're not going to win it. We're, we're giving up. And the final map would just be kind of, you know, useless. Like there was no point watching because you knew they weren't going to get it. Um, and I do wonder if that's, yeah, that, you know, Deepay's sort of coaching style is now, you know what you fight tooth and nail until the end, you know, that kind of thing. So I I just want to say you do have every right to be boomed. Uh, if you're down three, Oh, going into map three, down three. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like you, that's how poorly you were playing. You're already down three. <laughs> yeah, you haven't got to that map. No, I, I know you're, yeah, you're that's down two. Yeah. Going. Um, so the, the current sport shot a, a DM to RSP on Twitter with some feedback on the, uh, on the, the Saturday, just sort of after that match. Titans are actually looking better, but they just need slight adjustments. One aspire needs to stop focusing on the Lucio ball. <laughs> Two, Aztec Zen actually looks pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Three, I don't know why they aren't running Brig Zen versus this monkey. And then continues like Anna works versus Doom because he is much easier to sleep, no bubble, but the Brig back plus Sojourn, and they would actually roll this comp, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I think last week, Jordan, we were talking about Shockwave wanting to 1v1. But when I saw this come in, I kind of think there's times when Aspire, it, it's like, you know, we saw it with Dalton yeah. too, right? Where it's not that I'm going to 1v1 or I'm going to focus. It's sort of, I decide I need to put things on my shoulders here. The deadlift it's, carry. It works, yeah. right? Like we've seen Aspire do this. Like who is it that the Titans were playing? It was on Dorado where Aspire just finally Beast went mode. to like Widow or whatever. It was like, I'm going to click yeah. your head. I'm going to click your head. I'm going to drop you. I'm going to click. He was getting four picks and then they would still lose the team mm-hmm. fight. Hey, I, we did talk about that. The one person that I was really talking about it with was actually Hisu um, on, on Toronto that he was the one that I thought was the worst culprit for it. Um, not this past weekend, but uh, in the weekend before that, but I think shockwave does do it. I, I almost wonder if with Aspire, it's a little less noticeable because of the heroes he's playing. Cause if you do that on a tracer, you know, tracer has that sort of, zip zap zoo kind of thing where she jumps around the map so quickly that it's almost less noticeable. Whereas when you go on a one V one, you know, revenge tour as Hanzo or widow, (laughs) it's pretty clear that you are focusing down someone, right? So anyway, so wait, are you saying that's why my teammates are upset with me every match? (laughs) That's one of the reasons. (laughs) 
Oh, and he's out there one being yeah. one the Reinhardt with his hands. I have a little notebook with all the names of of the players who wronged me, which I you know <laughs> <laughs> I have to you know strike out. He continues to drop matches because <laughs> well, no one on my list is here. Uh, yeah, but, but it's it's interesting uh, dynamic between Aspire yeah. and Shockwave, definitely. It, even more so when you consider that they have so much overlap in some mm-hmm. of the heroes that they play. And these guys are great, I feel, for for Vancouver. And like you said, the resurgence of Aztec and then Mirror on the Doom was was a pleasant uh, thing to look at. Yeah. And maybe not the same case in um the match against Atlanta. That maybe there there was some some sort of uh of lack of maybe the final uh below to 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 win some of the maps especially when we get to the dallas map the dallas matches it's like Mm -hmm. uh there's there's like this little last centimeter or or little last uh, ounce of energy that they need to to follow through and and get these teams and and win. maybe it's a lack of belief uh, of some sort i'm not really sure uh but they are looking better um there does seem did we get to dorado yet or not really. I mean, we're yeah. sort of bouncing <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, here. let's just. Yeah, Dorado wasn't wasn't much like that interesting well, in a way. We 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 saw in like false going in for for the Sigma, right? I think. Well, and I actually weird, so and I, I kind of wanted to ask you to is that it felt to me like what we saw with the new Queen Street Titans look organized was completely different. With false coming in, and I have to ask: Was Mir coming back in on Eichenwald? planned for or was that the result of how we saw the performance on dorado because i felt the titans looked much better on eichenwald maybe it does say something about that maybe it doesn't it's just like more of a sigma map anyways on this a lot of teams just like switching out the tanks and depending on what different tanks can play and can't play Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how good like say the off tanks of mirror are if you can play the sigma or not i don't feel like well no i I agree, but I just maybe, maybe that's the like, system that they're best at for sure. It, mm-hmm. it it definitely does correlate with the maps that they were best at. Uh, um, having Mirror in there, he's he's definitely won us m- many fights, right? He 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 doesn't look like uh, a lot of the times in the in the past where we're uh, complaining about the lack of of tank talent and, and uh, us being just you know uh, tank diffed, and and I, I don't feel it happens with Mirror at all. He's actually going in there and getting stuff done. Uh, when it's uh, a favorable map for for Doomfist and and doesn't you know shy away from out out fisting if that's <laughs> if that's a word if there's an uh, opposing uh, <laughs> Doomfist on on the other team so yeah he's been he's been playing great and and something that needs to be also mentioned just seeing the guys having a little bit more fun yeah. and smiling a little bit every time like past matches they were defeated and you could tell like yeah. they, and the tweets that followed as well. Now, even though they're like losing, and and at the end of the day, no one expects them, unfortunately, to to win win against teams like Gladiators and that. Oh, it's just like looking at this schedule; it's it's, it's brutal, rough. and they have like shock coming in. Yeah, this is like the absolute best teams that like. It's really it's really rough, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the fact that they're making it not easy for these teams is 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 nice. I mean, and I, I just to sort of point out 
And what I said, oh, they look better in Eichenwald. If we go to Oasis, the insertion of Mir did not work. Yeah. Not that it was a problem. It's just it wasn't. I don't know if false is the answer there. Either. Yeah. And we saw Masa as well coming back. It was uh, kind of like a, a going back to something that they're less good at. Uh, I don't think it was looking good at, in university. It was better in, in City Center. Um. Yeah, like Atlanta is just a better team uh, across the board. I, I think it's uh, how dare you? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's hard to 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 look like what you did wrong. I don't, I don't think it it is outweighed by by Atlanta just uh, playing better. Um, I mean, yeah, every time things look good for us, Kai would just you know yep. pop off and 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 just charging the railgun seems like you know uh, an insta kill. Uh, from his mm-hmm. end and how they set him up always to to get there and with windows and whatnot and with yeah it, it just was a little bit uh hard and i was just i was a little bit pleased that in city center it did look like vancouver were winning a couple of fights in a row which was nice they got up to like 84 uh but it's also the intangibles of controlling you know the 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 cap on the points that even even if they win a fight, it looks like they still don't really know how to capitalize better on it. And I remember Atlanta just coming back from spawn and, and taking over the fight again. And that's unlucky. And that's like, you know, really the big difference between, you know, the top teams and, and the not not top teams, which Vancouver is, you know, not a part of that club, unfortunately. You know, looking at the scoreline though, Looking at the performance we saw, yeah. adding what we saw the mm-hmm. the weekend before. Hey, Vancouver Titans are improving. Yeah. And if we jump from that match into the next match uh, of the uh, the day for us to uh, pay attention to, which I guess it was not the day; it was the following day. <clears throat> the uh, Toronto, uh, or sorry, no, was it the same day? I got <laughs> lost track. Anyhow. The Toronto Defiant were in action against Washington. Yes. And, you know, Jordan <laughs> and I agreed. There ain't there was something wrong in the six with the performance we saw two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And I was downright dejected with the performance. There was absolutely no way I was going to give the Defiant a, a chance to beat Washington. Yes, Washington is inconsistent. Uh, Jordan here, he felt it would be a lot I closer. Had- one way Even less other, faith right? in Washington than I did Toronto. Yeah. But I think you had like, I three, did two, say did it was going to be a three, two for Toronto. Um, and I did say that, uh, I just didn't trust either org at this point. Well, apparently you can trust That's Toronto right. because where they suddenly found their swagger. Yeah. Like it, it you know, this is where I, I, I maybe it's just the, the way the Defiant play. Their brand is inconsistency. <laughs> For me, watching this match was good to see, obviously, because I want Toronto to win. But it also it restored a little bit of faith in that I looked at this match and said, uh, "Decay is frequently the game changer with Washington." He is frequently the reason that we see Washington do as well as they do sometimes. 
And that did not seem to be the case in this match. And I was Mm. happy to see that because I had concerns that decay would be the reason that suddenly, you know, it went from being a three, two for Toronto to a three, two for Washington. Um, Mm. And I mean, decay is a very good player. You got to figure he's getting frustrated at this point (laughs) because I don't think he's ever been on that winning of a team. Whoa. Um, Wait, you think De- decay might be frustrated <laughs> well and and you know i mean to be hmm. fair i'm sure lots of players on some of these teams are um but i think he's he's of a caliber that you expect to yeah. see this very high level of performance from him and when he can't carry the team like that it almost reflects more on the team than you know it does yeah him, right uh, yeah in a, in a way it's it's been uh, interesting to see like the new queen street was what I feared and what you guys probably feared mm-hmm. in, in uh, watching DK get some help from Happy. Yeah. And Happy was uh, mm-hmm. really on point during that map. And I was like, okay, here we go. That's uh, And, and Hisu and Finale weren't nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. And Yuzu was, was looking kind of out of place. And Kalios was uh, out, out tanking him. Mm-hmm. But then after that, they, they relaxed. Maybe it was the <laughs> reverse Vancouver mentality of, <laughs> of not really doing well in, uh, in push maps. And you you were right, like Decay uh, wasn't able to do what he was able to do in New Queen Street. I think yeah. it was Gibraltar and I can well, especially Gibraltar. It's one of those maps where Gib- ooh, the, the defense for Toronto, you don't get to one, you're done. Yeah. You're just done. Muse just went out of spawn and pushed the payload, just smacked it all the way to to, to winning this map. Yeah. Well, that, Toronto's defense frustrated the living daylights <laughs> yeah. out of the justice. And, you know, they do I, I, much better on, on vertical maps. Maybe that's the thing. I'm not really sure. I just, I, I kind of, you know, watching this, I actually wondered, like, it was like, okay, I did this. Is, I don't expect this. Like the, the way new queen street went, I feel push as a mode get some really good fights, but then you get sort of imbalanced. I don't right. feel it's a really good barometer as to how two teams will perform. Case in point, Vancouver Titans, you know, win. And then that's that they get Washington justice <laughs> or oh, wait, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. But Toronto's performance under Balter was like uh, different, right? Like they came out, they had a game plan. I mean, the map itself favors sort of the game style that mm-hmm. you get out of finale. And Muse, yeah, specifically, sure. yeah. um, right. Like it, it's their spot. I mean, I think Washington has performed here, but they, they had, they had no answer, no answer, no answer. And to your point here on the, like, yeah, I mean, Muse essentially just pushed the payloads, smacked it around. I didn't realize you could actually do that. Um, so I'm going to do now with Reinhardt, just to use my hammer and push it forward. Literally it further. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I can, I can, can I charge, it. can I like push it forward that way? I got two, <laughs> two you know, charges now. I got two fire strikes in. No, I just got the one charge in. But I can steer That's it a right. little bit better now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it up the stairs. <laughs> in, into the shell. <laughs> no, but I wonder if Washington boomed here. Because their performance just deteriorated yeah. from Gibraltar onward. Like they're Well, and, and that's that's kind of another point of concern for me. Like I say, I was glad to see Toronto overcome the decay deadlift, but I'm also concerned that, and I, I hate, I don't like putting it this way because I hate to diminish their win, but I'm concerned that Toronto's win had more to do with Washington's performance than it did their own. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, Gibraltar definitely was just a, you know, a map that you cannot look too much into. Eichenwald, I think, is a is a nice, more a better sample of what like Toronto can do against teams mm-hmm. um, that play better. Uh, I I feel like uh, Washington were playing a little bit more to their strengths. Um, and Hisu did come alive there at the end. It, it's it's a map that took a little bit more of an effort to to get right. They had to push all the way uh, into overtime, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 Hisu uh, came alive, and that's yeah. something we, we we haven't seen in so long. And then finally, uh, they were able to to carry that momentum, which we don't really see uh, Toronto be consistent at, and and uh, on defense they played better on both offense and defense and and yeah they got the point but like i, I see what you mean because uh, even lee jong was uh, a little bit crazy uh, hectic crazy hectic it's it was like a 2-1 right yeah. there was the the tower win and then like control center again mm-hmm. it was it, uh, inconsistent to say the least mm-hmm. yeah that's a good way i don't know it. both of these both of these teams are kind of frustrating in that they, <laughs> regard so they absolutely are and they're in the unfortunate position of being like I had previously earlier in the season, you know, even maybe two weeks ago, um, I was putting Toronto in more of a category of the Florida mayhem or the Houston outlaws and Houston and Florida continue to maybe be more even with each other. And Toronto continues to drop down and probably be more even with the Washington justice. And if you look at the standings, Toronto's in eighth, five and four, Washington's in ninth, four and five. Like yeah. they are almost the epitome of, of, you know, evenly matched kind of thing. I worry that Toronto is going to fall Hmm. into a position where they are struggling against teams like Boston, maybe if they can start to make some action happen. Um, And some of these bottom teams that we see, you know, making changes, right? If we saw, okay. And this is, this is the thing that I would, I'm not, when I look at the record, I'm not going to draw the, especially in the way the overwatch league is structured. I'm not going to look and say, ah, okay, they're, they're even teams. Strength of schedule plays into this a lot, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, not, I mean, they're not winning any games anytime soon, unfortunately. Ouch. No, but if there's anyone out there saying they're such a be- such a great team, but the strength of schedule is punishing them, no, not dog. They aren't that great of a team. <laughs> but but Toronto, I think if you will say they play an uprising and they look mm-hmm. to be in shambles, yeah, that's a concern, right? Like when we. We go back just the the one week. I mean, the Toronto Defiant looked to be in shambles. Like I'm, that's why when we were looking at it against the Justice, I was like, the performances that I've seen here, yeah, Washington's all over the place, but they're all over the place. Whereas Toronto isn't sort of like back and forth, back and forth. They just went out and laid an egg all weekend long. <laughs> they didn't do that here, so maybe. They are now more like a Washington, more back and forth. We'll see these right. wild swings. And if anything, that's still not a good thing, but that's probably better than something True. ain't right in the six. Yeah. I also think the whole, you know, Muse and finale thing has been completely put to bed. Yeah. At this point, I think it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I do as well. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to talk about without knowing the insider knowledge. Yeah. It seems like maybe Although, there's a bit of a, I don't know, not so great work culture 
with some of the stuff mm-hmm. that we do know happened with, you know, other players and things like that. But I mean, you know, again, who knows unless you're on the inside. So, yeah. And then just to add to that, like it, it will eventually depend on how they're performing. A lot of issues get just smoothed out if you're True. consistently winning. And if, if things go wrong, what are you talking about, you know, what are you talking about? I'm saying, that's, I'm that's saying when happened. things go wrong, that poo floats up and then you can't <laughs> hide it away anymore. But yeah, it, it does uh, seem to be tied to, you know, the change in, in, in uh, leadership, I guess. Although we, we don't have any confirmation for that, but we can all speculate. That's what we're, you know, that's why we're being paid the big bucks content, in here. Content, so. content. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, but we saw a good, decent performance of the Toronto. Yep. Which, if it continues into this weekend, maybe bodes well. But they're even like looking at the standings going into midseason madness. <clears throat> last mm-hmm. weekend hurt cool. them. Yeah. Like, I mean, they now need to perform to make sure they, yeah. they lock themselves in. Um, before we get to what's going to happen this weekend, let's talk a little bit about the final match of the, uh, the weekend for the three or the two teams. Uh, Vancouver took on the Dallas fuel. <laughs> I almost in hindsight, wish they didn't play that well. It, it, oh, it was so frustrating to me. They could have, they so, could have been, I, I, I will die on that hill. They could have been up to all on that on Dallas. Well, so th- I was I was chatting with a friend of mine who's a big Houston Outlaw supporter, and he was upset that Houston had Charlie Ninerd. Now <laughs> we'll get to sort of this a little bit later on. And I'm like, no, nah, man, you obviously haven't paying attention to the Vancouver Titans here. Two in a row. Because if there's a king, Ooh. someone has a throne of a Charlie Niner. The <laughs> Vancouver Titans not only sit on that throne, they take it with them where they go. <laughs> I Houston, they outright broke into the Titans RV, stole it, but. But like I, I agree, and this is you know this is the thing. It's frustrating, but I'm almost like, oh my god, I'm finally happy to see you lose this way. <laughs> Often, <Shit. laughs> like, how? Could, like I know it's wrong. I shouldn't be excited for a loss like this. But that's that's where we're at, though, as Vancouver fans <laughs> and followers. Yeah, you, you know, you, you got to take your wins where you can, and unfortunately, they're not coming on the score sheet. So. Yeah, and, and you know, strength of schedule. Of course, Dallas is is, yeah. is is a beast of a team. And when you go into a map like Coliseo and you win a fight and then you win another fight and you win another fight and then they switch and it doesn't work and you win another fight, you're like, holy crap, this, this might actually be be a dub on this map, right? And and I, I, I remember listening to was it Avril who says that this this map type is broken and once you cross that sixty meters mark it's like yeah. game over you cannot win. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're in Vancouver Titans playing against the Dallas Fuel, I guess there's always a shot. Sure. And and it, it's been really hard. Um, I was quite upset with that C nine and you know the mines were laid. And and then Vancouver proceeded to lay the eggs, and, and there was nobody on point. Just from one uh, last fight, that's mm. the one that counts the most, and that's the difference, right? And then I thought, well, yeah, I have a I have a theory here. The reason that this was so heartbreaking and why it happened 
the Vancouver Titans haven't been in this position. True. Fair. True. I mean, you think you think about it. I mean, they've they've ninered a few times mm-hmm. this season, but this map. When was the last time it was that critical that they needed to be yeah. prepared for this situation? It might have been that first you know, Boston map five versus yeah, Boston that could have like set their mental in into that downward spiral to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Who knows where they uh, what the record was if they had won that map, right? Uh, won that match. Won a lot of that. And and I, I, go ahead. No, I was just saying like. Uh, uh, Dorado was a very similar tale. They literally looked better than the Dallas Fuel, right? And and time was on their side, and they were supposed to they, they could have won this. And and there was a point there where Sky Reaper had the nano for Mirror, and they were like less than 10 seconds there there. And he didn't give the nano to, to Mirror, who fell, and that kind of snowballed yeah. the entire situation. And then well, there was another C9 at the uh, you know, at the last stage, yeah. and you know when it's a two-zero like that in this fashion, it was um sad to see. Uh, but I was happy to see that like they can actually you know punch it out with teams like Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. that's what you know what we can take away from these matches. They they actually have a, a quite a, quite a skill, and, and the problem is is double sided with Vancouver, like. They are better now, and I think most teams are aware of that now. And nobody wants to be that first team to fall yeah, to Vancouver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't, you know, they don't take Vancouver lightly anymore, like they might have before. So that's a, it's a double-edged sword there. Oh, Eichenwald, the, the last. I think the most uh, uh, interesting part was actually the game chat. If you if you watched it, the team chat at the start, they start. Like the start, this banter. I think Sparkle writes to Mirror that uh, Mirror, I love you. <laughs> and within a second, I don't know how he did that. Mirror replies with like the I think it was the first paragraph about Sparkle from Liquipedia. Of, of <laughs> who's he, what's his full name? What what uh, uh, characters he normally plays? And it was so swift. I mean, can they alt tab during an owl match and just go <laughs> to like Wikipedia or something? I don't know how he did that. And then uh, came the the laughing characters from you know Korean chat. It was quite hilarious. Um, but yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, Mirror, Aspire, they still have like some, some juice there. They, they got the point. They pushed the cart again, you know, lacking that last, I don't know. What is that? Is it the X's and O's? Is it just the experience? Did they run of, of, of fuel? Sorry for that pun. It's horrible, but, um, yeah, being down <laughs> 2 to Dallas and, and, uh, did they run out of fuel? No, there was too much. Yeah, well, Dallas got drank all their fuel. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, let's. Uh, there's, there's probably some easier matches in, in the next uh, week, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe, oh, maybe. Oh yes. wait, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yes. Um, to, I think you know if we go back to that conversation that Dipe had with uh, yeah, was was GG Recon. Yeah, was this guy? anyhow? He had said that. You know, the players lacked, you know, the strategic mm-hmm. understanding. The Charlie Niner is strategic understanding. It's knowing your place, you know, like having an idea what's on the on the clock, where what's your job, what's your role, who's gonna do this, if that, mm-hmm. like plan B, plan C. I think we're now seeing that. But the cool thing is if that's if that's really where they're at and that's what's hurting them, 
Yep. You can help coach that. Yeah. And he also mentioned, I don't know if it was a tweet or in that talk, that he his first priority was to fi- to figure out what these players are really exceptional at and what are their strengths. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we did see a lot of bright spots. It's not, it's not like all doom and gloom. There's, there's, there's uh, stuff to work with there. And that's like, you know, the positive of it all. Totally. Yeah. No, this, I had commented, I think it was an RSP court. This stage needs to be able to be experimentation. I mean, you're out. The mid season madness is a done deal. You can't, you mm-hmm. can't get in. You're playing now for a summer showdown yeah. and beyond. And uh, one might argue, well, all the points you get here is what's going to get you into the uh, countdown cup. I mean, it's a fact they would have to go on an incredible run to <laughs> make something. Yeah. But y- you're right. Like, make the best of what you've got at this point. Um, for all intents and purposes, it does seem like you have a storied coach and a, and a great coach uh, that will stick with an organization through thick and thin kind of thing. Um, so, you know, like I say, make the best of what you got. Yeah. But yeah, looking ahead at this weekend, uh, kicking things off uh, are the Toronto defiant. They get to take on the uh, Los Angeles gladiators Friday at 6 PM. Eastern. If you happen to be out West, like us, uh, 3 PM Pacific. And I guess for Jordan, that's right. Mountain. Uh, Vancouver takes on San Francisco on Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, Paris is taking on Toronto to wrap up the afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, that being on Saturday. Vancouver, they're going to lose. It's just a matter of are they going to lose 3 1? Close to the C9s in, in a frustrating fashion. <laughs> But you know, again, it frust- the frustrating, like Charlie Niner, were they they were this close? This close means yeah. they were they were there. I know it's a game matter of inches, and if you think if you're Ricky Bobby, you're either first, you're worst. Um, in the Vancouver Titans case, they've been worst a long time, so the level of worst is actually what we're we're <laughs> yeah. measuring. I, if you're Toronto, I'm. See, this is the, I think the Los Angeles Gladiators. Toronto's yeah, up tough. I, yeah. Right. Like even a, even a good Toronto has a heck of a fight to beat mm-hmm. the Glads. The game I worry about is the Paris eternal. Mm, That's the trap. Paris uh, prior to this past weekend, I would have said the same, uh, after this weekend, Paris was a uh, struggling. It seemed. Yeah. Losing glister as well throughout this entire process. It looks like things are a bit, Shakier than usual um, in Paris. So, well, no, and I'm, I Toronto should win that. But the reason why I say it's a trap game is that this is the type of mm. match that they don't prepare for. Yeah. And they surprise if them. let's say Toronto falls apart on, there's right. the boom yeah. that occurs. Sure, sure. If they if they right. really get smacked by the Gladiators, which can happen, um, this might hit them hard. Maybe, maybe I, I have them going. You know one and one this week and um what's more likely <laughs> right, let's let's put it this way what's more likely in your opinions going 2-0 or 0-2 in this week Oof. uh 2 mm. i have them okay my pick <laughs> that's, that's I'm going, exactly you know going, that worrisome i have them going feeling we have about it right but that's not the likely scenario no the, the likeliest is definitely one one and one yeah 
that I think we can all agree agree uh, with. But what's the next most likely scenario? That's I think it's yeah, okay. I, I, think I think so too. That's why that's why we're we're all uh, worried here. Yeah, I, I just I I just want I want the defiant to become consistent. Yes, that I know what to expect. That you know, it, it's it goes to sort of when we we're talking about the power rankings. We want the defiant to be more than the gatekeeper. <laughs> And that requires consistency right now. <laughs> but you know, that's usually what happens with the gatekeeping team. And and if you look like a gatekeeping team, if you play like a gatekeeping team, <laughs> if you smell like the gatekeeping team, hey, maybe you might just be top tier. <laughs> number one team. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so I mean, if I look at my pick'em, so I had it. I have a three-two for Toronto against the Glads because I'm. Oh wow! I'm sucking back the the hopium <laughs> here, man. I have a three-one for the Glads. I okay. I had a three-one for the Glads. And then you're and a heart like, string oh, for like. I cannot do this. Exactly. I actually had it three one Glads, and I'm like, no, I'm going to go three-two. I I need to make up for my pick'em score this week, so. I'm making mm-hmm. bold choices. You're going to be all uh, Vito Corleone, like, oh, look how they massacred my boy after this. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Oh, I mean, I have the Titans losing 3-0. I gave him the, the courageous 3-1. I think, I think I'm think i giving Titans 3-1 as well. See, Titans I, have taken a map off I, I want, I, good teams before. I know, and they're good. For, and, and the Titans are historically mm-hmm. good for a map. Oh, it's going to be a close 3-0. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like it could be. That's the thing is, I feel like we're gonna see we're gonna see what we saw against mm. Dallas here, right? Like, mm. like the Titans could mm. have lost three two. Actually, you know what? That would have been more upsetting if the Titans had lost three mm-hmm. two to Dallas. I think than the three zero. The way they lost the three zero because three two means oh my god, it was almost there. It's like back to the world of the Boston Uprising again, oh. but this time mm-hmm. against a much better team. Ah, uh. So I have Toronto being Paris 3-1. So as much as I might say that's a trap match, I want Toronto to win. I expect Toronto to win. But hey, I'm already giving them a win against the Gladiators. Yeah, so. I have a 3-1 here. I'm going with the least likely scenario. I might go 3-0 scenario. for Paris. I was not mm-hmm. impressed with I Paris this past weekend, that. especially against a team like uh, Boston. So you're not impressed with Paris and you're giving no. give them 3-0? Or you're giving Toronto, Toronto, giving Toronto a win the 3-0 over. over Paris, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> good. Kinda I'll, I'll do it. I'll I'll take a risk on that one and give Toronto a clean three zero. See, it's, it's not that much of a risk, yeah, but not. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. It's not much of a risk. Uh, and one final note as we uh, wrap up the payload: the Toronto Defiant. Uh, last week, we're on a search for a, an assistant coach, and this week we can share mm-hmm. that they have found one. Uh, Docs is joining them as an assistant coach. The search was a long one. I kind of wonder if they maybe already had someone in mind, but opened up the uh, mailbox just to, you know, touch all bases. Is that tied to their search for a translator as well? Is that the same position kind of merged into one? Or I don't. I don't think so. I think so. I he he. I mean he. They were like they had made Mm -hmm. it very clear they're looking for a coach, an assistant coach who could speak Korean. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I. I kind of, again, I kind of think Docs was sort of, he was top of a list and they just wanted to put names on a list to ensure that after they had all the names and they. Do we, I. 
chocolate. I wasn't familiar still with Docs. Do we have any knowledge of him? I, I didn't look into him either, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm the last person to ask him. <laughs> okay, I, 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 know I wasn't about sure if he was like uh, had a history with Toronto or the organization or something that I hadn't heard about. So, if you guys don't know anything, then I'm I'm sure probably wasn't a ton. No. And yes, I could check Wikipedia. But. Let's see. It's pretty <laughs> That's what I'm doing now. I mean, he is his last for, job was with the mayhem, Florida yeah, for a while um, yeah. since 2020. Yeah. And I mean, he was up until the end of last season. Okay. So he, he has been active in the league <clears throat> then mm-hmm. recently, not a complete unknown yeah. from or coming directly from contenders no. or something. Okay. Oh yeah. With Florida for quite a while. It looks like so. Um, aren't you the guy who pays attention to what goes on I mean, with Florida? <laughs> don't you know who you, know what? you need to return your hoodie? You okay, don't just assistant coaches are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. I will always be impressed by the number of people who know every single thing there is about everyone who is on the team and teams they support, <laughs> including their favorite foods impresses the heck out of me. I'm just not that committed. And I have a podcast. I'm typically not either. It's, it's, uh, especially the coaching staff side of things, right? That's always a bit of a, I don't know if, if teams aren't super public about it, I always find it's like, you kind of do have to dig a little bit to find out about it. So. Yeah. Anywho, we're going to take Saul Sayer a short break before we dive into the fray. The Overwatch uh, League uh, weekend of action was a phenomenal one for me and Pickums, which we'll get to in a moment. But things got underway in the East with the LA Valiant. The LA Valiant beating the Philadelphia Fusion 3 2, because mm-hmm. everyone had predicted that. Soul Dynasty then beat the Chengdu Hunters 3 2, coming out West. New York Excelsior lost to the London Spitfire 3 0. The Dallas Fuel 3 Overwatch, the Mayhem, and as we already know, the Rain beat the Titans 3-1. Heading east again, Hongzhou Spark 3 Overwatch, the Guangzhou Charge, the Seoul Dynasty 3 Overwatched, 3 Overwatched, the Shanghai Dragons, and the Chengdu Hunters 3-1, the Philadelphia Fusion. The Toronto Defiant, as we already know, 3-1 the Washington Justice. The San Francisco Shock, 3-1 the Atlanta Rain. And as we talked about moments ago, the Dallas Fuel beat the Vancouver Titans 3-0. This match sponsored to you by the letters Charlie and Niner. <laughs> I know Niner's more of a number. Um, Sunday, the Los Angeles Valiant, having come off of a 3-2 victory in the Philadelphia Fusion, exerted dominance by beating the Guangzhou Charge 3-1. And the Hangzhou Spark beat the Shanghai Dragons 3-0. Oh. <laughs> which... I'm officially done predding Shanghai over teams. I, I have Jeez. stuck with them all season because I really thought, yeah. oh, it's, you know, it's their COVID restrictions. It's the weird internet problems at their whatever facility. It's, you know, they're, they're just working things out. And I think I'm, I'm out. I'm officially all aboard the Seoul Dynasty train, um, Seoul Dynasty supremacy. 
yeah, Shanghai, you're done. And then uh, wrapping up out West, you had the San Francisco Shock beat the Florida Man 3-1. The Los Angeles Gladiators, I mean, they three overwatched Houston, but if you're LA, I know a win's a win, a win, but Houston did, like, if Houston wasn't throwing, I don't know what was going on. Uh, and then the Boston Uprising three overwatched the, the Paris Eternal. Uh, you know, again, going to what Houston was doing and having watched, I wasn't watching it live, but like, again, my buddy, he's, he's messaging me and like almost in real time. And so he sends me a note, Houston, LAG spoiler, throws it in spoiler text. He's like, that might've been the biggest C9 of the season in map one. So I replied, no, no, man, I'll check it out. But I mean, Titans, they're the Kings. Like, first of all, Boston, they <laughs> win that match if they don't Charlie Niner. Um, yesterday, it's like, you know, two C9s after a solid C9, you know, the day before we saw we C9s being the theme here. And, uh, and so that was that minutes later, <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> Map two might've been the biggest C9. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, pretty egregious. Sometimes oh. it'd be like that. <laughs> it'd be like that. <laughs> well, oh man, this league has like an abundance of great, C9s. There's the late young one for Shanghai was awful. Just coming off the payload to lose the map. There was obviously the shock losing to Atlanta and coming down to the loser bracket. Oh, such a wonderful phenomenon. Do you think it's to do with? I thought I saw an article the other day Mm. that I didn't look into. Well, I know Yuska had asked Shockwave. Uh, maybe it. maybe like, that's something. Oh, yeah. The, the, the second tank is supposed to be on the payload, right? <laughs> well, no. Like, like you think about it. I mean, okay, there's new kit, a new a couple, like, you know, new hero here. There, that dynamic changes. Yeah. But, like, we have seen C9s happen just, I, I feel, more like often. two or three times more frequently in this version of Maybe. Overwatch than we have seen I mean, in past seasons. It could be a part of and, it. Like there's one less, one less, you know, uh, character on the map. There's that much less ability space, to get onto the point. Um, you know, someone could always switch from one, one character to another that can travel faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then fights no, but, are but, happening but, Charlie, all over the place. True. Like it's not always like a bundle yeah. of players against a bundle of, of, of yeah, other players. Yeah. Maybe. No, no, but like the thing about like a Charlie Niner is like, oh, I could switch. I could get there from spawn quicker. A Charlie Niner is not because you couldn't get to get from spawn quick enough. It's the person who's True. there. Yeah. Or having no situational well, awareness of the point. Walking off right? the point. Yeah. Right. It's the walking off or the, the, <laughs> like the Titans, Boston. Here's a good example. The Vancouver Titans have not only taken the point or tried to, because they didn't, they have pushed through the point and they're heading towards the uprising yeah. spawn. You just walk like off the situational point. Situational awareness, a, non-existent. Or it's a Sigma male move. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyhow, it, it sucks if you're a Houston outlaws fan, cause you're, you're probably hairless <laughs> now, either because it fell out or you pulled it out one way or the other. Uh, but uh, the, the getting, kids call uh, it molding these days. Just saying. <laughs> molding. Molding. Got it. Malding. Um, getting things underway on a Friday, July 1st out east. And for those of you who pay attention to the show, it is Canada Day. 
the Philadelphia Fusion take on the Hangzhou Spark, and the Guangzhou Charge take on the Chengdu Hunters. Coming out west, you have the Paris Journal taking on the London Spitfire, the Atlanta Rain uh, taking on the Houston Outlaws, and just before they go out to party and watch the fireworks, the Toronto Defiant take on the Los Angeles Gladiators. How come they don't have Toronto playing Vancouver on this day? I'm, I'm so poor upset. planning. Okay, remember we talked to Adam about mm. this a season ago, and I mean he had said like, yeah, it would have been cool because you think yeah. about it, like homestands. Um, the Canada Day match was going to take place in <laughs> London. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, right? Commonwealth then, connection, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> London's sure. the one that campaigned for it to be over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So, like we yeah. need them here. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, you're right. There would have been like Vancouver, Toronto play each other in Canada day. It was all perfectly lined up, but nope, didn't become a thing. Uh, Saturday, July 2nd, things get underway at East when the Guangzhou charge take on the Seoul dynasty, the Chengdu hunters take on the Los Angeles valiant. And the Philadelphia Fusion take on the Shanghai Dragons. And if there's a match that you can't predict who will win because I think both teams might want to lose, that's it. Uh, the Titans, as we already know, take on the Shock on Saturday. The Justice take on the Gladiators. And wrapping up the afternoon yet again is the Toronto Defiant as they take on the Paris Eternal. And wrapping the weekend up altogether, Out East is the Soul Dynasty taking on the Hangzhou Spartans. Shanghai Dragons taking on the Los Angeles Valiant. London Spitfire then take on the Washington Justice, New York Excelsior taking on the Dallas Heel, and a Florida Mayhem take on the Boston Uprising. When I look at matches to watch, I mean, I'm not that I'm going to wake up to actually watch it. Philadelphia Fusion Hangai Dragons, I think it's a compelling match because neither one of these teams seems to be performing all that well, mm-hmm. and we consider them top tier. I am also genuinely curious what's going to happen with the Valiant Dragons, seeing as how the Dragons are playing and how the Valiant have been yeah. playing. That's concerning. Also, <laughs> Dynasty Spark could be good. Both seem like the best teams out. Well, they're they're better. Yeah, they're both playing better. Those are probably the two teams that are right. top out of the East right now, based on recent performance. Um, if I if I come back west here, I mean Boston. Ugh. Considering what they've just done, maybe. But I mean, Florida beats them. Um, Does London beat Washington? Know. I think uh, so. You know, I'm at the point where I think I, I have to give Le- like that's London the benefit of the doubt against any team that's, that's not on top well, of the and tier. Especially, I mean, we know London beat Toronto, and Toronto just beat Washington. Logic would say, not that logic. But are they going to London wins midseason? Uh, they're on the way to have like a perfect stage. That's I know. Little... I know. Mm. But but the thing, the way London's playing, yeah. I can see that happening. You know, like, yeah. you know, it's kind of, you, you look at how these teams are approaching the meta and London is doing something so different. Everyone's watching it happen, but no one is. Are they doing it? They, they, they're afraid of the chatty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I think London stands a good chance of winning that match. Um, it'll be an interesting. <laughs> what was that? Mike? Yeah, what was that Mike Tyson quote that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's what happens when people face uh, that. So so Chatty's out there punching people. Well, he hammers them in the mouth, I guess. (laughs) True. He's not playing Doomfist. Let's get real here. He's playing Dragon. (laughs) He's not punching them. No, definitely not playing Sigma. I mean, think about like thinking about it, like Chengdu hunters used to play the, you know, the Chengdu way chaos, right? 
they did their thing. It kind of worked. It kind of didn't. No one ever went and copied them. And if you did Mm -hmm. chaos ensued, London has been doing what they've been doing, which I don't think anyone were to embrace as being the way I think people have acknowledged that it works, but there's better options. Sometimes like occasionally, but not like what London's doing for sure. No, but like, I, I have to ask for teams like, I mean, Vancouver's maybe not a good example with how they've been playing more recently, but there are some teams near the bottom who could be looking at what London's doing and say, could we do that? Do we have the pieces yeah. to execute that? Like, I mean, what, how is chatty playing Rhine? Is there, you know, some secret sauce there? Uh, WM one and, you know, some Tokyo shifting, right? Like that's, I, mean, I, I, I wonder how super would be doing in this meta. If uh, London played San Francisco, he could, you know, he would want to one v one that Ryan. Oh gosh. Could you, but the thing is like, I honestly think a, you know, super Ryan in, in this space would be, would be dominant. I mean, I don't believe super makes the shock. No, no, infinitely better than where they are right now. But yeah. imagine if he was on the bench. Yeah. I mean, especially him being away from scrimming and all that. Did they play? What did uh, um, Gladiators play against them? Because I like Reiner is, is definitely also a good. Uh, Reiner, Reiner, Reiner does have a good Reinhardt as well. Um, he seems to be pretty versatile. He's been playing out a lot of different looks. Doing, uh, and I do. They. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was about to say they don't have another tank, do they? They have space. Um, space. And he's pretty well been. Well, there's it. For oh. reasons. Oh, okay. Alleged. Yeah, there's stuff going on there. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Young I, man oh, I, as doing soon as you said reasons, I misogynistic things. That, so. There, uh, there was I, no public address of this, alleged. right, from the team. I haven't yet, heard anything, so this is news to me. No, and I, like, the reason why I say alleged is that I have to acknowledge we don't know the full story, but I am of the side of believe the victim. Agree. Yeah. So, Oh, anywho, um, pickums. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe it's karma coming to bite me in the butt for giving me 24 points <laughs> uh, for stage. Yeah, maybe, but I got, I got zeros because apparently I did either did not click the save button or I did. And they did not save. So, um, how'd you guys do? Uh, so, so I'd say I got not East screwed me over. Obviously the, the dragons, nine points in the East, but then 14 points from NA, which is okay. I guess. Yeah. I'm still recuperating from having lost so many points. Uh, from crystal ball and other bad predictions. I'm yeah, I think it's now it's, uh, Jordan's world and we all live in it. <laughs> Don't just from the, you know, just from the host's uh, uh, perspective, if the three of us, I mean, <laughs> Don't be so, uh, <laughs> so confident in that. I did, I did poorly in the East. I got six points. Um, I got oh. 20 in the West. So I'm sitting at 26 for this past weekend, but I'm looking at the crystal ball picks and I'm starting to get worried. I picked glads and Dallas uh, and I don't know. Dallas is going to make it anymore. And then on the East, Oh, I picked Shanghai and Seoul and Shanghai is looking awfully. I just said, I'm not predding them again. And that does not bode well for my pickums. Well, actually, no, 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 no. See, this is the thing. 
the mid-season oh, so i know what you're about to say yeah the mid-season mat like the 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 dragons don't have to do very well this stage because they've earned so many points. Now that doesn't, I don't think they're guaranteed. They need a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, at so, least one. yeah, if you, there's a, a fan of the Boston uprisings and I see him in the weekly uprising discord. He occasionally posts actually on, on Reddit and he does um, a lot of sort of, is he the one like, that made the infographic of where analysis? the winds feed to? I think it might've been alpha Trion was, uh, is what he goes by. Anyhow, um, I'll see if I can find it, but like the San Francisco shock were qualified for the mid season madness. Like the, there was, there's no functional way for them not to get in because of the number of points right. they had coming out of the first stage combined with what happened in that first, it's like why the Vancouver Titans yeah. got eliminated yeah. after the first week. They, they, and it wasn't like they could have won every yeah. match this, um, the stage and it was still mm-hmm. not in their control to get in. So I think that the, the dragons are in a good space, well, that's good. but I am not in Dallas coming in. But again, in the, in the uh, whatever the first one was, I can never the kickoff clash. Yeah. So like, as well, cause like when you look at the, the, the mid season madness right now, like Dallas fuel right. are in the third spot. Like they, they currently have, uh, they're sitting on nine. That's points. true. Yes, the Justice, who are below the cutoff, are four nice. points behind them. Um, but like, there's like the Boston Uprising are the next <clears> team. <throat> yeah, two. that's true. You know what? By the way, uh, Jordan, there's only a one point gap between us. Uh, if you look at total of twenty two, oh, <laughs> still rank three, and you're rank four. Too bad neither of us got those uh-huh. that first round of crystal ball. Oh man. <laughs> I don't even want to start calculating that. I'd, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, looking at the East though, the, the dragons are in a, you know, different mm-hmm. situation um, with the, the six points that they currently sit on, like the Valiant, <laughs> the way the Valiant are right. three, yeah, it's, three. It's, like there's closer there, but uh, so many issues with how this was constructed in, in my opinion. Um, well, and, and that's what I was talking about. It went around on Twitter not long ago, maybe a couple of weeks back now. And it may be w- exactly what you were talking about, Chris, but somebody had outlined how the points actually feed into the tournament cycles where last season. Yeah. Alpha Trion had, had done, yeah. done a lot of that work and he, he had, he had broken down or they had broken down. Yeah. Last season. last season it was tournament the, feeds into the win, uh, the, I guess whatever qualifiers feed into the tournament qualifiers feed into the tournament qualifier. And it, each one was even. Yes, And then everything feeds yes. in this the season. End. It is not like that. So I did forget about that. You're right. That could, could work out in my favor for this then. Yeah. But it's, you know, thinking back to when we locked those in, this was, yeah. this was without totally. doubt. And now there's doubt around Dallas. There's doubt around Shanghai. What a world. Um, speaking of doubts, apparently the uprising had that some doubts and Huck, our long-standing yeah. general manager, has been uh, departed. Vancouver. I mean, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like the timing here is so strange. Like, what's we we will probably hear more uh, juice, but being in the middle of a stage and announced like that and 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 let's just say we, we it's not the first time even though you know we talk a little bit about boston in this podcast 
But I feel like we never mentioned another team's GM as many times as we as we've mentioned Huck before. So he's kind of like a he's a name, a magnet for, sure. for controversial, uh, 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 you know, person in this league. So who knows? Who knows? I um, I I mean, I don't know what to make of sort of Huck's departure in, in Boston. Obviously, they're. The uprising have not been performing. I think the way the organization may have ultimately wanted those above, but there has been a shift in how the uprising operate. Like previously they were owned by the Kraft family. That's not really the case anymore. I mean, yes, the Kraft family still has ownership there, but they're functionally operated by oxygen esports and esports orgs. They operate a way a bit differently than a traditional sports franchise will. So I, and this is, this is this first season where we're seeing that. So it could be that that's, that's the difference. Um, regardless, Huck's a free agent. Mineral's been bumped up as interim GM. And apparently according to Halo, they've decided to sign a Canadian and seeker, but not yet confirmed. Hmm. Anywho. Oh, beta's live, guys. You get into it yet there? Uh, I, did. <laughs> I did. Okay, okay. Did you buy your way in or did you get I, in? I might have. I might have. <laughs> okay, okay. So so just to be very clear, buying your way in is buying the watch point yeah. pack. Yeah. Buy a watch point pack, you get it. It's it's, it's if it were just for the for the beta itself, I wouldn't have, but Agreed. then I looked at it and I thought, oh, there's so much stuff in there. I'm the FOMO is real for a watch too. Once that comes out, I'll probably do it. First battle pass, maybe I, second, then then I'm yeah. out. I totally agree. I think I think the value is there. I've I've talked about this a couple times, but in my mind, Overwatch One, PvP only, game was sixty bucks. We got everything we got, and I'm still playing the game to this day. If I need to pay sixty yeah. bucks up front to get the first battle pass plus seemingly two more battle passes plus a couple extra goodies and access to play the beta. I'm in, you know, you, you've sold me that you did everything you needed to convince me. So, yeah. I mean, another thing I'll add to it before you, you, uh, you know, start scolding us here, (laughs) Chris, is the fact that like, I want overwatch to succeed and there's no other way. Uh, obviously I'm not, you know, I don't want it to go full uh, predatory on us. And this feels like not it. And and as a person mm-hmm. who does play a lot of Overwatch, whenever I get the time to play, I, I will play Overwatch. And um, I have three additional accounts on Overwatch 1. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do dabble. Not, not like I didn't really, you know, buy cosmetics and all that. But if it does give me a time to play and then... Um, early access i i would probably i'm i'm that kind of sucker that i will dish out the cash i should actually also mention that um in terms of cosmetics and paying for whatever the only money outside of the initial purchase of overwatch one that i have spent on the game was i believe a dollar 75 or so for a product at circle k because they had a promo last summer <laughs> where you would get a copy of the game for free with, with the purchase of that. And so I did that. Oh, so 
That's that's the oh, all I, the money I, I spent on the game. Spent money on on that pink uh, breast cancer awareness. Uh, oh, that, that's a good one though. Which I actually, which if you guys have looked into, uh, accounts yeah. that have this skin are mm-hmm. selling for a pretty penny right now, sure. way more than we originally pay, paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. So I'm not going <laughs> to scold the two of you because <laughs> honestly, the value of the watch point okay. pack is there. Good. I'm like glad you agree. you're not, you're not, <laughs> we're not sponsored I by agree. <laughs> Blizzard at all. Right. Like, I mean, it's not just the beta you, you are functionally paying for two battle, well, three battle passes because of the mm-hmm. credits and the one you get for free and you're getting a couple skins. Like you're, there's better value. It's just for me. And I, I, you know, it might be silly. It's not that it's overwatch that I have an issue with because you're right. I overwatch one and it gave me a metric ton for mm-hmm. one low price. It's this feeling of the pre-order. And I just, I've, mm. I have, I have been burned by pre-orders far too often. And I, I don't have that, that feeling See, here. It's but funny for me as a console player, because pre-order on PC versus pre-order on console kind of has two entirely different connotations. Because I think with PC, you have seen a lot of the early access. Oh, you'll get the access when, you know, when the game reaches whatever milestone, you'll get this included and that included. Whereas for me, pre-order on console has always been game is out in three months, pre-order and you get a necklace, pre-order and you get a, a, I don't know, cool backpack, pre-order and you get a skin. You're not paying anything extra other than you're literally paying the price of the game and getting some extra, extra goodies, which guarantee you a copy at EB games. That's, that's my experience with pre-order. So I don't have this. Well, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the physical copy. Like I pre, I used to pre-order console yeah. more frequently than I did with PC. And while I may have not wanted to, it was to me guarantee too. the physical copy exactly. would be available yeah. for yeah. me launch day. PC different. It's, it's just uh, that like, what's going to happen. I may come around to it. It may be that I'll just stand here stomping my feet, angrily shaking my fist Cyberpunk. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that no man's guy. That's a great game. Um, we, at least that <laughs> one. No, it's, came it's, it, they fixed yeah, it. Not like spy, uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk. Oh. That was that was my my wisdom tooth game. Um, no man's guy. Just so there was an article just this past week on on Cyberpunk, and that allegedly some of the issues they had was that the company that was doing QA work for them had oversold their capability and then and then proceeded to have like the oh yeah we've got senior QA staff available yeah. it was actually all junior people and they had a quota you needed to submit this many bugs and so they were submitting bugs like um text has is missing two spaces yeah. after period type stuff when like you know character walks through walls and you know deletes building <laughs> was Isn't overlooked you hacked the building <laughs> that's the godzilla game mode yeah uh, oh man but no i mean okay back to so i am if i buy though then how will we know if any one of us would have been invited i assume you will still get an email because like i registered for for uh access so i assume i'll still get an email saying right. hey you've got beta access like i can't yeah but the email's not what, what triggers it yeah it's, when it, it I, gets I, added I, to your client it got added to my client way before i got the email last time so. oh interesting 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're right. An email right. may occur, but we don't know that for certain because it right. shows up in your client first. Anyhow. Oh, it is again, it is good value. Don't think I'm telling you it's not. If you have a question, I, I just, I want to make sure I get good value. Do it. Buy it. Great value. If you're just not wanting to buy pre-orders because yeah. you're an angry man like me, then don't. As to what's live in the beta, I, I was going to go through the patch notes, but let's be honest. There is a metric ton of changes. Um, some, some of them are just small stuff, but there's like, like the Sim portal. I mean, Sim's a character who actually has quite a few, but her portal looks different. Not only does it operate differently, it looks different. Like there's been, you know, material changes to heroes. There's been functional changes to their kit. Um, the two who did get most adjusted though were Arissa, which makes sense because Arissa, you know, this is the overtune and now they're going to yes. make adjustments um, cause she, you know, yeah, same hero, but really new kit. And then Sim, because Sim never gets to that place where they're really all that happy with what she can do. We saw changes to her kit now. So like her little balls of hate are now oh, fast they're balls so of hate. fast. Incredibly. Um, they are, yeah. <laughs> you know, the TP doesn't last forever anymore. Um, the, I mean, I was genuinely surprised that they didn't go and, you know, give her M1 uh, the ability to, like, lock That's on and latch on to people. It? it used to be the track. Well, it, so thing. it did. Yeah. Like, and Bend it would, it. and it would, as you lend, latch onto someone and continue to dish yeah. out damage, it amplified. And so, so, like, I was watching a clip on Reddit with the old kit, throw the shield out. And then she's chasing it, latching onto people who are just frantically trying to, you know, mm-hmm. dive in the halls and everything. It's like yep. sim kill, sim kill, sim kill, sim kill, yeah, sim kill, car wash, sim kill. It is, it is kind of interesting. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm in the practice mode right now and I'm just looking at heroes and some of the visual effects that they've done, especially with sim are pretty cool. Um, her beam does look a lot more light focused now, whereas I think it used to look <clears throat> a lot more lasery kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So just, yeah. you know, like barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that whole, her whole lore thing is like, it's light construction type dealio. So it looks cool. Some of the improvements just graphics wise are very, yeah. very neat. Yeah. yeah. And then, then there's other sort of like quality of life things like within the heroes, like doom fist slam no longer stuns, oh. but you know that. Okay. Cause they're reducing stun, but Hey, you know, that mm-hmm. short period of time where if you got trapped by Junkrat and all you had to do is keep yeah. moving and you'd break it and run away, you can't yeah. do that anymore. You're stuck in place. And they finally added the overwatch two skins that were yes. in the past, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Junkrat's got a cool new hairdo. So, Oh, Junkrat and trim. his tire looks much better as well. Yeah, also on the character select screen, oh, his see, freaking uh, eyes are terrifying. Uh, who's Junkrat's. Is it when you when you select oh, yeah. him on the character select screen, his eyes do this kind of mm. roll through his head thing, and it scares me. But <laughs> anyways, what do you think about uh, um, two things? First of all, there's a, a good clip running around of, of Diva uh, in one of her highlight intros. She loses her bangs and she looks like semi <laughs> going bald, which is great. I've seen this. And the other one, <laughs> oh, yeah. And what about uh, uh, Roadhog's butt crack being you know out in the open? Sorry, what <laughs> his new skin? His uh, his pants in the back, they're like very low, so low that you can actually see some of his butt crack and you can see like a very uh, uh, visible tan line as well. <laughs> so it's pretty hilarious. So go Google yeah. Roadhog butt crack and just see what comes up. 
don't. No. No. Do you have don't. a, a, a don't do safe search on? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine the results that would what, come nobody would that. ever like do oh. anything foul of our favorite games heroes no, right ever, definitely on not. the internet definitely not ever, ever. ever. dog's got a cool new mohawk too actually um yeah that's true that's true but uh i obviously i haven't had an opportunity to try out junker queen not that i oh, thought i, I will did. because Ooh. again i want to play for a speed. lot of fun a mm-hmm. lot of fun um not an easy kit, no. to be honest. But it it's it's it, t- it takes a while to get used to another mechanic like the bleed effect, mm-hmm. the, the wounding effect. Uh, we'll see how that goes. She's yeah. she's a little hard to kill. Um, maybe it's just us being plebs, but she <laughs> gets a lot of healing when she outputs damage, which is cool. So she's got your uh, gladiator berserker type of character for sure. She needs to mm-hmm. be in there. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna like her, uh, Chris, playing her because. Yeah. Uh, it's not a hammer, Is it but a she, WM1 kind uh, of character? maybe not. But she does have a big uh, axe to you know smack. It feels it feels a little like enemies with. There's hints of Roadhog in her kit with her with her boomerang knife. The way it kind of works is is reminiscent of Road a Roadhog's a, hook. Yeah, a little bit of a of a hook. Mm-hmm. Um, whole effect. Yeah, she's fun. Uh, and then, uh, last but not least, to celebrate the launch of the beta, uh, you can get yourself a pretty, uh, I'll admit, it's a pretty solid, you know, Brigida skin. Um, it's the Brigida Medic. It's a, it's a StarCraft Medic, mm-hmm. actually. Very yeah. nice looking. Yeah, very well put together, very well done. And to get it, you simply need to uh, provide three gift subs. <sighs> More money. Not to just anyone. No, to participating mm. streamers. This is okay. I this is the thing. What what what's happening here? So, you know, Blizzard is rewarding its some of them partners <laughs> by encouraging you as the person who has money in their pocket to give them money, and then Blizzard will in turn. Like I'm, it's a it's a. I don't exactly know if this is a thank you for you know being a supporter of ours or just someone who brings items to our product reward but uh, it, it, what is a twitch sub these days six bucks yeah Canadian? it's basically like you spend i i think what, what i saw was probably american a 20 dollar yeah, skin yeah you spend 15, 15 bucks us yeah kind of steep yeah. yep I, I would much rather you know and this is this is not a knock against content creators yeah if this was to any content creator who is like, whether it's drops eligible or whatever it needs to be, I would much rather provide that to the person who's got one or two. Yeah. Like if, if, you know, Jordan, you were streaming, I mean, okay. Yeah, obviously some bias here, but I would rather you be recognized and be provided it, that. It would be really cool to see them support the sort of lower level of content creation community that is out there when it comes to overwatch at the same time there's obviously a level of vetting that they have to do you know they have to be able to trust these people Mm -hmm. that aren't gonna you know go on go on racist tirades or something on their stream and at the same time it's also like there are creators that i've seen on twitter that are saying things like you know i've been supporting this game for six years and and i have a huge following and i've been left out of this The, the guy was mentioning earlier in the show actually daniel fenner he posted on Twitter saying it sucks that I was included in the first round of beta drops 
and they left me out on the outside on this one and his community actually got behind him and he got added in and i was like wow they actually went went back and added someone i was pretty surprised by that but yeah i think you know this this sort of speaks to something we've we've talked about on the show like i understand that rsp it's niche like we don't do this to you know make it big one day and you know be flown to California on a secret trip that we can't do say anything about until we all get on the plane and say, we're really excited. Um, like, you know, I, I understand we're not, we're not bringing the numbers like a, a mainstream content creator may, Mm -hmm. but it does kind of suck that we have been around since just before the start of season two. Uh, with RSP, um, we have been consistent. We're supportive. We're creating content. Like I think we've actually been recognized by people, not only that we continue to create content when there is a void and provide an entertaining product and it, it, we're not, we're barely on the radar. Um, like it's great that, you know, like a Sean Miller will join our show and talk to us, but that's not because I reached out to the league and said, Hey league, I have done that in the past. I've gotten nowhere. I have to give credit to Adam who made the connection. He's the one who helped sort of build that bridge. And I'm more than willing to put in the work and, and, and do that. Um, it's just, it, it, it is somewhat disheartening. And I know, again, I might be talking about being disheartened, but there are so many other people out there who do even more than us. And, you know, they, uh, they don't get a knock on the door. Although in fairness, I mean, the Toronto defiant, you know, mailed out gift boxes <laughs> to all sorts of different people that was numbers driven and RSP. Um, I, I've been sitting outside every day waiting for that yeah. box to show up. I don't know if you guys got one, but hmm. Hey, did you know Adam was actually in Vancouver this past not. weekend? No. I only learned because he shared a picture of him with a Starbucks ice beverage, his iPad, Adam, if you're listening, give that screen a little uh, clean. Okay. And, uh, out in the, like the seawall or something like that. And, uh, I'm like, I messed him like Are you in Vancouver. I was like, yeah, meetings off to think it, um, the interior or something for more. And I decided to reply. I'm like, well, should I know? And I would have, would have loved to have taken you out for a beverage, but anyhow, mm-hmm. I'm, Adam's done a lot for our show. Just make it very clear. He's been a strong supporter and it's not just ours. Um, he's a supporter of many of the creators up in the space. Agreed. Anywho, here we are wrapping up another show. It's another week in the, in the bag. We'll be back again next week. Obviously. Um, it is a long weekend for those of you in Canada, the United States up in Canada, we get Friday off in the United States. He gets uh, Monday off. So have yourself a very fun, enjoyable, and safe Canada Day and or uh, 4th of July or Independence Day, as you might uh, interpret it. But uh, yeah, what final words of wisdom uh, do you all have for everyone this week? Uh, My Google search of the day was how to untangle a slinky. And I've I've learned way too much about uh, slinky anatomy. It's actually a, a thing. Slinky Josh, please. Thank you for all the wonderful content <laughs> and tutorials. Slinky Josh. Shout out to Slinky Josh. Slinky Josh. Josh. Eh? The, the dude is pretty pretty sick with the Slinky. Well, 
I'm actually gonna, uh, although it's probably the point is probably moot at this at, at this time, but I'm gonna put out a little PSA there because, uh, as you all know, I play Overwatch on console, and I bought the Watchpoint pack and uh, could not for the life of me figure out how to actually get the game on my PS5. Um, to the point of, I whipped out the PS4 because I was concerned that they hadn't taken into consideration the fact <laughs> that, that, well, next gen? so Blizzard released a next-gen patch for Xbox for the Series S and X, but they didn't for PS5. So I was So when I play Overwatch, mm. it's the PS4 disc in my PS5 just playing the PS4 version. Mm-hmm. I was concerned that they hadn't taken into account that some people would be playing like that. So I couldn't find the game on my PS5. So I pulled out the P- PS4, started downloading the beta, started updating it because, or updating the game before downloading the beta. Cause I knew that would work. And I put out a tweet saying, if anyone has figured out how to play this game on PS5, please let me know. And sure enough, within minutes, uh, somebody at unfulfilled destiny on Twitter, uh, sent me a message and said, uh, do it through the PlayStation app on your mobile. And it's super easy to download. So I actually put out a tweet with a screenshot of where to click on the app to get this game on your PS5 in case you are struggling like I did. Um, so PSA, go to my Twitter at Sir Dr. JM and check out that tweet if you need to get this game on your PS5. Well, it's good to know. Not that I'll be playing on a PS5. Good to know that I'm still angry and may or may not play it on my console. Do you think PC. that unfulfilled destiny's destiny was finally fulfilled by helping you out with uh, your? I can only issue? hope. Mm. I can only hope. <laughs> now he now he fades off into the sunset. No. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to bring you guys a joke here. I'm going to wrap things up with a joke. It's very new. Never do this. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to think, like, I don't, I'm, I'm getting to the point where, like, I don't know what to joke about. Sometimes there's weeks that it's just very apparent and others it's not. And I figured with Canada Day coming up, I needed a Canadian joke. But, like, how can I make a Canadian joke tie into Overwatch? And I'm like, oh, I think I found it. Because obviously in New Queen Street, a lot of Canadian references, including one of the uh, spawns as to which you you spawn in. Um, a curling uh, club? <laughs> curling club. Thank you. So, I have to ask you this. Why shouldn't curlers tell jokes on the ice? I don't know. Because they'll crack up. All right. <laughs> crack up. There it is. Mm. <laughs> Was that joke a little rocky? It, it is uh, hard to sweep past one like that. I wouldn't say it's very hot. Being, being as it's yeah. on I mean, ice I, and all that. <laughs> I know. I, another one that I'd actually found is how high can the, or sorry, no, not how high. Um, what can jump higher than the CN Tower? I didn't know it, it could jump. To the CN. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. Nothing. The CN Tower <laughs> can't jump. Got it. Uh, Oh, and as always, if you reach this point of the show and you need to issue a complaint about said jokes, the easiest place to do so in RSP Discord, discord.io. I've been complaining for weeks. Nobody listens. Or on Twitter at ReadySetPone there as well, or Facebook.com slash ReadySetPone, Instagram.com slash ReadySetPone. And I don't know, Jordan, have you fired up the ReadySetPone TikTok to start oh, doing viral it's dances coming. and it's coming. stuff Just like that? Wait. Hell yeah. I'm waiting.
but you can find everything, including our back catalog and readysetpone.com. And on behalf of myself, Chris at Lightforce, Omni at Omni Strife, and Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, also the host of the One Man Watch Point to Podcast, signing off this week's episode with Catrays. Thank you.